G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. A celebration today of motherhood and birth. But a discussion for both men and women around the celebration of children coming into our world and how God designed us to be. Contemporary attitudes towards the female body and birth are changing. So what about God's perspective and His purpose? Well, our special guest today first saw a Facebook post from a pastor asking for advice and help for a pregnant woman in his congregation. And she realized there were precious few resources to help Christian women see the spiritual significance of both birth and motherhood. In her new book, Bringing Forth Life, Jodie McIver encourages both men and women to see a bigger, God-sized purpose in childbirth and traces this back to the book of Genesis. Jodie McIver is a trained midwife with a degree in theology and has successfully merged midwifery and ministry together. And Jodie's been shortlisted as a finalist in the Australian Christian Book of the Year Awards for her book, Bringing Forth Life. There's going to be an announcement coming up at the end of August. But Jodie McIver, a special welcome along to 2020. Thanks for inviting me along, Neil. It's great to speak with you this morning. Hey, congratulations, first of all, on your book being shortlisted. That's a pretty exciting thing, isn't it? Thank you. Yes, it is very exciting. Uh, it's not something I ever thought about uh, when I was thinking about writing a book, but here you go. Well, clearly the judges recognised that your book needed to be shortlisted because there is something of a rarity in this sort of resource, and uh, your book is called Bringing Forth Life, and you get a good focus on the modern contemporary attitudes towards the female body and birth. I mean, where do we start in a conversation like this? Let's start with attitudes and the way they might have been changing over the years. Where do you start here? Oh, yeah, I think we all come to these experiences um, with different backgrounds. But for many of us today, women and men, we don't often have a lot of experience of birth firsthand. Uh, unlike perhaps our predecessors, we, we usually haven't seen birth before. We come into it. It's a, it's a big unknown and that can create fear and different emotions about it. And it's, it's a unique experience in a way, I think, beginning with pregnancy, that we, to some extent, lose the control that we've perhaps had over our bodies prior to this. And so it can be quite... A vulnerable experience as well and um, it's certainly very significant I think for everyone who goes through it. Uh, let's talk about your story because you got a bit of a head start here uh, for a lot of parents and you know I've uh, my wife and I we had four children and I was there for all of their births so it's not unusual for me to you know be thinking about you know the vision of a childbirth 
But you were really just a child when you began to really have wonderful experiences in your own family around your mother giving birth to your siblings. Take us back to those early years and your 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 story. Yeah, that's right. Um, I was only three years old when I saw my first birth and that was my mother giving birth to my brother. And then again a few years later when my sister was born and they were very um, positive experiences. Mum had nice straightforward births and For me as a kid, I think it just normalised these experiences as part of family life and as the way that we welcomed new members into our family from her body. And so I don't remember them, you know, vividly, but it's the vibe of the thing, I guess, and perhaps it has had an impact on where I've gone later in life as well, yeah. You know, that's interesting, isn't it? Because uh, ordinary parents are probably shielding their three-year-olds from where babies are coming from right now. Uh, Is that a healthy thing, do you think? I mean, you're saying you had a good experience with all of that. Some people are saying, well, wow, you know, does that have the potential to traumatise your children? What are your thoughts here? Yeah, I think with good preparation and with good support. So we had an adult female friend um, of my parents who was there supporting us while while they were giving birth because they were somewhat distracted. Um, But yeah, with good preparation and support, it it wasn't at all traumatic for me. And I, I mean, this isn't a decision that I've made when I've had my kids. I didn't want that kind of extra level going on. But I think for parents who do want to have their children present and often that's in a home birth setting it can be a really wonderful experience for children to bond with their new sibling and just to see what birth is like as part of life and that it's not it's not usually something that needs to be scary or traumatic it's it's a normal thing that the female body can do that's powerful and amazing uh in in god's good design And your own experience, uh, you reflect on, I mean, as a three-year-old and then, of course, uh, seeing the birth of your siblings, uh, that sparked for you a lifelong interest in pregnancy. This, for you, was normalised as a child, and you were interested in these things right through your developmental years. So your interest in pregnancy, in the birth and in babies, this was something that sparked in you just, you know, some special dimension of motherhood. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I don't remember thinking a great deal about it on in my ongoing life as a child. But certainly um, when I, I started actually studying psychology at uni, but what I found, I was also studying human biology as part of, you know, the basic science degree there. And I just loved the amazing way that the body works and particularly um, the female body in reproduction and all the amazing ways that it changes and adapts um, to support the new baby. And I think it was only really at that point that it occurred to me that maybe midwifery would be a good way to go and it wasn't so much my love of babies as much as working with women and and the amazing role that women have in sharing with God and bringing forth life in this unique way. And so understanding the psychology and the biology uh, you went on to study midwifery and that really brought you into uh, into your own uh, you know you I guess that's where you found your place. 
Yeah, to some extent. I mean, I really, I really loved a lot of what it was to be a midwife, but there are also a lot of challenges. I think working in the, the, the confines of the system that we kind of have these days has lots of challenges, not to mention the shift work and things. So I, I actually, when I started studying theology at Bible College, I actually thought I'd left midwifery behind me at that point, um, funnily enough. Uh, but yeah, God had other plans as we go on to see. When we come back to these changing attitudes uh, to the female body and to birth, um, you know, don't hold back here. Uh, is there a real issue with women and their own understanding of the image of motherhood? Uh, you know, keeping your post, uh, you know, pre-baby body after birth, all sorts of things like that. Is there uh, an issue here? And you're obviously across the psychology and those sorts of things here. Uh, what, what's the what's the issue here with contemporary attitudes and the way they've changed towards the female body and and birth? Yeah, so a massive complex question, I think. But um, there's certainly, as you mentioned, those societal forces of of women needing to maintain who they are and that independence and the fact that having a dependent, very dependent baby within you impacts on on not just your body but your lifestyle, your career, all those things can be very difficult for women and very confronting and um, seeing our bodies change in a way that perhaps they haven't before. But equally, I think for Christian women particularly, sometimes depending on the church environment we've grown up in, there, there have been unhelpful attitudes sometimes to the female body that focus um, not on how amazing and wonderful it is, but um, in the kind of talk about temptation or other things that can be quite um, destructive to women's own identity. And I think many times that um, women come to these experiences, they can have a very negative self-image sometimes and that and and childbirth can be a powerful experience to change that, but equally um, it can bring its challenges as well. So I think, yeah, women come to these experiences with all different backgrounds and all different um, feelings about themselves and what they're going through. Uh, but as you mentioned earlier, I think looking at the Bible's perspective can bring a really big and beautiful picture of what we're going through here and that, yes, it's hard and there are challenges, but that's the nature of bringing forth life into a broken world and it's not pointless or hopeless even when stuff is difficult, but that God is working through all this, changing us and bringing life to us as well as our babies at that very same time through these amazing experiences. We'll come back to the Bible perspective, and I know lots of listeners will be interested in what God's Word says about uh, women, about bodies, about childbirth. But before we do, let me just ask you, and just let's dig a little bit deeper here, um, do we point a finger at modern generations uh, who've become addicted to social media? influencers, uh, you know, those uh, women with model looks. Uh, how much do we blame the Kardashians uh, for changes in the way that women perceive themselves and their bodies and childbirth? Any any thoughts here? 
<laughs> uh, I'm not wanting to point the finger too hard at anyone, but I think the reality of today's culture where we are just bombarded by images um, in our life does have a different impact than in the past where, you know, perhaps we saw photographs in magazines or we saw the real bodies of the women around us, but these days we do have those kind of airbrushed, unrealistic, unattainable um, images to, to deal with all the time through our day and so yeah as you say that can be can have a negative impact on women's self-image definitely let's come to the spirituality and as you say the bible has a lot to say about the value of men and women uh, if you're taking us back to genesis or into the biblical narrative how do you start to you know be, begin to you know paint the picture of of a spirituality through a god's eye lens yeah well i think in the bible and yeah right back in genesis we see that god is a god of bringing who brings forth life god is a life-giving god that that really characterizes him and so we see in the creation stories that god brings life into the world the plants the animals ultimately the people and we um, as animals too but but particularly as people uh, are invited to share in that life-giving task both by literally bringing forth the life of children but also by caring for the life that is around us and nurturing um, and using it to provide for ourselves and our, our generations and so I think that as we go through the Bible, we see that God brings forth life through birth. We see all those amazing um, stories of miraculous births in the Old Testament that God works through as he's kind of creating his people, Israel. And then ultimately we, we see the birth of Jesus, which is phenomenal because it's God choosing to enter a woman's body and be given birth to along with everything else that the incarnation entails but not only that Jesus came into our world to give us new birth so as people who trust in what he's done for us through his work on the cross um, his suffering he brings forth new life in us and the bible talks about it a lot as a new birth or being born again as as, he, as God's children. And so that's a really central um, event in the Bible, perhaps the central event. And so I think our own experiences of birth kind of point towards that and are shaped by that, but it certainly brings a real significance to that, the act of birth. Well, what a great deep conversation is coming just ahead. I do want to invite listeners to join into our conversation today. Jodie McIver is our guest in her new book, Bringing Forth Life. Jodie encourages both men and women to see a bigger God-sized purpose in childbirth, tracing this back to the biblical book of Genesis and as you've just heard her wonderfully explain what happens in the birth of Jesus and in the new birth that we go through. Hey Jody, uh, let's talk about these foundations that we just began to talk about in this last segment. Uh, God working through the experiences of childbirth and and this is not just for women but for 
men, for fathers and mothers to appreciate here. But these sorts of experiences and even the pain of childbirth, and we haven't uh, we haven't explored that yet, but it might be a good place to start, actually, if we're talking about these things that transform us into the image that God has created us in. How do we actually uh, process all of the pain and the challenge that is around childbirth? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, for all of us, these experiences come with a, a degree of pain right from the beginning, you know, morning sickness, uh, other things through to the, the labour itself or or a cesarean birth, which is also painful and then in recovery. But um, for some of us, there's even even greater pain in these experiences. And so you have women who, who struggle to become pregnant um, when there's, there's miscarriage or death. Um, and severe illness, all these things are painful. And I think this is something we, we shouldn't shy away from when we're looking and talking and thinking about pregnancy and birth because these are very real experiences for many families. Um, and I think this reflects the reality that bringing forth life does come at a cost. It came at a great cost for God, um, Jesus suffered greatly and and bore you know bled to bring us new life and wears scars in his body from giving us new birth and and we we experience similar things in our own as we follow in his footsteps in bearing the cost of bringing forth life an interesting dimension there and there might be women who would like to comment on those sorts of thoughts the scars that you bear in your body or even you might even include there the changes in your body that come with childbirth, even as a reflection of Jesus having borne uh, the pain and sin of our lives and brought forth uh, this newness in us. Uh, scars, do you talk about that sort of thing often? Um, stretch marks. Uh, yeah, that's right. All ex- different kinds of the, scars we can have from You know, the, the extra weight that's difficult to lose after you've given birth. I mean, uh, when you're talking to women, do these sorts of things come up in, you know, in, in this is their concern? I think many women are conscious of that, absolutely. I think we all probably are. And I, I feel like that's why we can easily get caught up in those sort of things as we think about ourselves and as we look in the mirror. But if we can, if we can broaden our perspective that little bit to, to think of um, Jesus, you know, returning to his, disciples after coming back to life after death and bearing those scars and they're they're not something to that he's ashamed of they're not something um i mean they may seem negative to us but they're actually marks of the amazing work that our bodies have done in giving life to our babies and there's a real beauty in that even if we struggle to feel that ourselves so when you reflect on pain in childbirth, uh, take us back to Genesis, uh, you know, the Adam and Eve story and, uh, you know, the fallen nature of humanity, uh, pain in childbirth being one of the ramifications of sin uh, in the life of humanity. How do you reflect on those things? Yeah, that's right. So the story in Genesis 3, um, God God speaks to Eve and says that it's with painful labour that she will bring forth children. And I think that's reflective of that separation 
from that from the life-giving God and when once life perhaps flowed easily and beautifully in the world the reality of the way that we have changed things um, is that now it is painful and it is hard for God as as well as for us and that that painful reality of labor I think goes far beyond just labor itself but but there's as I said there's so many parts of pregnancy and birth that can be painful and parenting ongoing and those longer term relationships um, but none of that takes away from the goodness of birth still it's not it's not that giving birth itself is a curse but it's it's hard work and it's painful and I think what what God reveals there is a sad reality of life for us now but it it doesn't take away from the goodness of God bringing forth life through Jesus and the goodness of us bringing forth life into the world and we we sometimes can lose sight of that in hard experiences but every pregnancy every birth even if a child isn't with us for a long time is still sharing in God's good work of bringing forth life which has eternal significance and it's not the end of life on this world is not obviously even the end if we trust what um, in God's hope for the future as well. So the significance of bringing forth life goes even beyond that. Uh, Jody, uh, a lot of uh, couples uh, of women, they'll go through childbirth once or twice. The statistics might show us that we're having very small families these days. Uh, it's not all that common to hear of families with six, eight or ten children. Um, <laughs> there's a certain sense in which uh, women are having their own control over uh, childbirth and uh, interesting mm. in your perspectives there too, but but the choice of career over children, uh, the choice that may not even be there for some, that they have to work because it takes two wages to be able to afford to have a mortgage these days. Uh, any yeah. thoughts here in, in the choices that women are making? And there seems to be any choices, uh, any choice is viable and relevant uh, as long as it's not having children. Any thoughts here? Yeah, I mean, I think... I have three kids and that feels like a large family these days, whereas I'm sure, you know, a few generations ago that was a small family. Um, but I think um, there's whatever size family we have, uh, we're able to have or or in some cases choose to have, we, we can see the goodness and the gift of the children to us and, and God's generosity in that. And indeed, for some families, it's, it's the grief of the family not being able to be as, as big as they would hope. Um, I think, though, it is worth noting that for many of us, there is now, with, along with all those cultural shifts that have come, there can be a real fear in, in having children and for many young adults and especially as the age of having children has often got later, we've become very comfortable as as adult women in and in how our life um, you know is under our control and, and the the wonderful things we're able to contribute in all different ways. And having children is is not to take away from that. But it's a whole new and different way in which God does wonderful work through us and God changes us to be more like him. 
So I think it's it's a tricky thing because, you know, we can't necessarily have it all all at once. Um, it, that That's often a hard thing. But it, but it also draws us, I think, in the vulnerability of becoming a mother and a father um, to trusting God in new ways as well. And so I think we, we should be brave and take the plunge and have children because it's a wonderful thing. Um, but that's not to take away from the genuine difficulties and um, challenges as our identity changes in that, like, it's okay to be scared of those things. Let's ask about the sorts of differences there might be generationally because no doubt there's different ages of women and of men listening to our conversation today and I'm wondering whether you think that maybe an older woman listening to a conversation about childbirth and having gone through all of her own experiences potentially uh, has a different view than uh, a younger woman who's never given birth before. How do you talk about generations and the different ways that women think? Yeah, well, there's certainly changes that have occurred for women giving birth over the previous decades. And I know um, when you speak to older women and you hear their experiences, often things are done very differently these days. and um, And that can be you know, strange um, for for different generations to chat about. But I think it's worth saying that there's just so much value and significance in the support that extended family, um, friends, even church family can offer to a woman or a couple who are becoming parents for the first time. And these relationships, I mean, for me personally, uh, having had my kids my parents and my husband's parents have just been such amazing supports for us and and helping carry us through those early days and weeks. And I think the role of grandparents is such a significant role um, for supporting new parents as well as building that relationship with their new grandchildren as well. And that doesn't have to be biological. You know, there's been amazing people in our church communities who supported us over over the years as well. I imagine the beauty of a church community is that while you may come from a functional family, sometimes you've come from a dysfunctional family and, <clears throat> pardon me, the sorts of attitudes and uh, the anxieties and the fears may be allayed when you are in contact with someone who's been there and done that and says it's not as bad as everyone's saying is there a certain sense in which you know fear and anxiety uh, those things arise because of uncertainty and it might be around the relationships that we have in our own family and and is that something that you can look forward to alleviating if you've got some church family contact yeah absolutely I think our own experiences of our parents can have a huge impact on how we feel about becoming parents and um, you know whatever complexities that might bring as well um, but being part of yeah a church family and having those you know non biological mothers and grandmothers and uncles and brothers and everyone together um, can can be such a beautiful thing and for us, as we support um, women and couples who are having babies, I think there's, we've, we've got to just allow them space to, to yes, be excited and, and happy, but also to 
acknowledge the hardships and the the grief when that entails and and I think it's a matter of us acknowledging the the breadth of different experiences that they may be having even if you know we had an easy time and it's you know we think oh it shouldn't be that hard it can be very different for different people or likewise if we had a really difficult experience and they they are just relishing every minute that's wonderful but the the general reality is is you can't you can't relish every minute of new parenthood no matter how many well-meaning older people tell you to <laughs> as much as you might believe uh, fear or even some people say you know horror stories around giving birth and uh, yes great to have all of that support network around you to help you through fears and anxieties uh, there is a real uh, sense though in which the facts might say that in our modern world uh, um, you know, the, the loss of life, either of mother or child, in our modern uh, birthing facilities that we might have access to in our, in our health system, this actually should alleviate a lot of fear because we're often in really good and expert hands in uh, the hands of our modern health professionals. Any thoughts here? Yeah, I think absolutely. We're very blessed um, today to be giving birth uh, in a in a country like Australia, in uh, a health system where there is help at hand um, when it's needed, uh, but it is also worth being aware that we do live in a country where it is a very medicalized health system as well. And so, I think allowing women and couples to make good choices about their care and acknowledging that you know sometimes just because a doctor says it. It, it doesn't mean you necessarily have to go with it. And we can come from very different worldviews to, to the professionals around us. So it is, it is a matter of understanding um, what lies ahead and what our choices are and being supported to make good decisions. Um, because while in an emergency situation, it's wonderful to have the kind of medical intervention that we do, sometimes that is exercised unnecessarily in some contexts. And so that's worth being aware of as well, I think. Let's talk about having given birth and the dramatic change to your life that's happening when there's this new little life and now you're responsible for uh, this little boy, this little girl, and uh, times are about to change for you. And uh, and for some, it's even a bigger change than for others. But what are your thoughts around uh, those early expectations of what happens when your child is born yeah particularly when you have your first baby everything changes as we've talked about your body's changing your lifestyle is kind of changing completely your the way you see yourself even your relationships um, are changing as now there's this new little person that needs so much of you and your your partner if you have one and there's just all that shifting sands, your parents are now grandparents and so that's a new relationship. It's just, it's, it's such a big transition to deal with and, and then sometimes, you know, we've had a hard experience of birth or a traumatic experience and so we're, we're needing to recover but we're also needing to get up around the clock for this tiny baby. It's massive. Um, and so I think we do have to exercise a level of grace uh, with ourselves um, within our family relationships, really supporting uh, a new mother to recover, but equally 
this this can all have impacts on the mental health of fathers as well. Um, and so we need to communicate. We need to support one another. We, as much as we're able to accept help from outside, um, doesn't it, it doesn't reflect badly on us. The reality is we're newborn parents as well as holding a newborn baby, and we need to be nurtured and supported as well. And so it is quite a humbling experience, I think, in lots of ways. Um, and ultimately, that can be a great opportunity to draw draw us to just cry out to God as well and to rely on his parental care for us as well in that big transition. This spiritual parallel that we began to talk about earlier on in our conversation, uh, you know, giving birth to a child, uh, the similarities in a spirituality of the new birth. Uh, even day, today, people talk about uh, birthing churches, um, the way that the kingdom of God advances. And and so birth as being a part of all of that, uh, I wonder if, uh, you know, is it is it drawing too long a bow to actually, you know, to incorporate the idea of pain and the need for support in all of those elements of what God is doing as he's shaping us and as he's shaping his people. Any thoughts here? Oh, yeah. Well, personally, I don't think we've talked about birth enough <laughs> in the church and in, in kind of Christian reflection over over time. Um, it's, it's not a coincidence that it, it's mentioned um, in the Bible and it's something that occurs in our lives, but this is a way that God has, shown us and revealed to us the his his life-giving work of birth and equally it reflects back on the way we see our own experiences so i think it's it's an amazing opportunity um as someone going through it or as someone walking alongside them to gain new insight into god's work personally in our lives in giving us new birth but but in the world more broadly as well um, birth is is that kind of central metaphor, but but not just a metaphor. There's a reality to God being a God of birth, and and that's really significant. Uh, you know, at the risk of taking us uh, into all sorts of deeper waters, uh, <laughs> when you've got uh, man and wife, uh, the two become one flesh, and the fruit of the relationship is the birth of a child. Uh, is there something in a deeper spirituality sense uh, when we talk about giving birth, when you are a husband and wife and you have experienced this spirituality, this God-given um, union, uh, two becoming one flesh? How do you describe uh, you know, giving birth to children in that union? Yeah, I mean, I think God is ultimately a God of, of love and relationships. So it's it's not surprising that the way he's enabled us to be nurtured into the world is through relationship, the relationship of our two parents, our father, our mother with one another in ideal circumstances, the relationship of us as we grow from, you know, a tiny few cells into a baby within our mother's body, nurtured and protected and provided for by her, and then ongoing after we're born, um, being nurtured and nourished and supported by our parents and our extended family. There's a real a real beauty to that and a real wonder, I think, in that God is a God of relationships. 
we come into the world nurtured through relationships and then we get the privilege of continuing that on in our own relationships as we grow up. I think there's there's amazing ways, even in our hormones, there's this hormone oxytocin, which is a hormone of birth, but also as we hold our baby after they're born, mother or father or anyone, oxytocin helps us begin to bond with our child and helps lay the foundations in them for bonding and relationships long into their lives. How do you reflect, Jody, on preparation for childbirth? And uh, let's take this, uh, you know, for a younger generation of women who perhaps have not uh, become mothers yet. Um, the formation of uh, that relationship between a young woman and her mother in particular, uh, you could say, and her parents. But, um, you know, what do you do in preparation here? Is there is there a journey that you ought to be thinking about rather than just leave it to the last minute and all of a sudden, oh, I'm pregnant, I'm going to be a mother? Uh, how do you reflect on relationships that lead up to uh, the, the, the wholeness and the fullness of giving birth? Yeah, I think... From my perspective, it can start at a really young age talking to our children about birth, our, our sons and our daughters, um, and about the ways our bodies work and how our bodies are good, whether it's a female body or a male body, the way they work is is wonderful. And I think that plays into as um, a puberty. It's easy to see that negatively in terms of the, the hardships that that might entail for a young person. But to see that um, the privilege of womanhood, one privilege of womanhood is being able to share physically in in the amazing process of pregnancy and birth. I think that's something we can be talking to our children about from a very young age. Um, obviously, the world talks to our children about all these things, so it's wonderful if we can be starting um, sh- to shape that conversation from when they're a very young um my youngest daughter i have photos of when she was born she finds that fascinating (laughs) to see them and see how she came into the world in a bath of all things (laughs) so yeah i think the more we're talking to them in a in a positive way um not not avoiding the hardships but acknowledging that even in the hardships um there's goodness there and and that is really significant for our children how do you reflect on some of the, uh, I'm not sure whether it's a fad idea or uh, every now and then when there is Christian reflection on childbirth, I recall there was some movements over the years uh, where there were books that were released on supernatural childbirth. In other words, that pain that you are uh, you know, likely to experience and going back to, yes, those elements of the fall in Genesis and uh, ways that you can rely on God to, uh, to relieve some of the pain of childbirth. Now, coming back to that whole birthing process, are you familiar with some of those fads that have appeared over the years? Yeah, I mean, there's all different kind of ideologies around birth and attitudes towards birth. So everything from kind of wanting to avoid any intervention at all uh, through to wanting to avoid the experience of birth as much as possible and have kind of that very medicalized experience. There's, I mean, I don't think these are kind of spiritual discussions as much as um, there's good, you know, practical evidence about um, different choices and the impact 
they have and the way that um, it can impact on ourselves as women going forward and, and those sort of things. So I think some of the most important things for everyone are that they they feel comfortable with the care provider that they have and um, an ongoing support with someone that they trust um, makes a huge difference. And I think certainly avoiding unnecessary intervention has a very um, positive impact on women's experiences where um, you know, we may make different choices about pain relief and those sort of things, and that's quite individual. But where where things are, are done to us that we don't feel like we had a choice in, that's when trauma often um, often can come out. And so, yeah, having someone who we trust to respect our decisions and for uh, for dads or whoever's supporting women in the birth room, having being able to speak up for them in those contexts can be really significant too. Now, Jody, you are the coordinator of the New Birth Workers Greenhouse Guild. <laughs> you might That's like to true. let us. Yes. You might like to let us in on this because is that is that widespread or is that something just local in your own community? Are there some groups like this that women listening to us all over Australia might be able to connect with and participate with? Uh, so it's it's called the Birth Workers Greenhouse Guild. Uh, what is it and, and what does it do? Yeah, sure. So Anglican Deaconess Ministries, ADM, is an organisation supporting Christian women. And one thing that they're doing this year is they've created guilds for all different groups of women to try and network and support one another. So for me, um, that's a guild for birth workers, but there's other ones for people in pastoral, women in pastoral care or parents of neurodiverse children, all sorts of different things. So, yeah, if, if there's an area that you feel like you'd like to connect with other women who you perhaps don't have in your local area or in your church community to talk to about your profession or a particular ministry um, from a Christian perspective, then, uh, yeah, check out the ADM Greenhouse Guilds. Uh, they're a wonderful new resource. And, uh, I mean, in local church settings, Oftentimes, uh, there are playgroups uh, where mothers connect and oftentimes the coordinator of those playgroups is someone who's uh, quite experienced as a mother or maybe a grandmother and and you've got wonderful expertise to call on uh, when you're going through some of these times of anxiousness around your uh, childbirth and raising families. What do you say to people about, about churches and the possibilities of groups within church life that can help you, you know, find that sort of support you need? Yeah, it, I've um, been involved in running a playgroup at our church for a number of years. And I think when you're a new parent, and I remember the, the first time when I had my first baby, I just craved adult company, really. So for me, that was a matter of just having relationships, people you could talk to about what you're going through. Um, it's so significant. And others, I know, you know, different personalities prefer, enjoy time just at home with their baby. But I think for everyone, we do need some connection. So whether that's our, our um, biological family, whether it's our, our church family, or if we don't kind of have those support structures in place already, then yeah, being brave enough to head off to a play group or a mother's group and meet new people and, and try to support one another 
that's that can make a huge difference to those early experiences of parenthood playgroups especially you know if they're running in churches are often really seeking to nurture the parents who come along with their children to uh, be willing to pray for you provide practical support often so I I definitely recommend if you're feeling a bit isolated and and new parenthood can be very isolating to look up what's in your local area go along um, and even if you know you're not feeling like you're scrubbed up enough to present yourself to other people that's not what it's about and a, a church community particularly ought to welcome you in with open arms um, and and help you in whatever ways you need. You don't need to, you know, church isn't a group for people who have it all together. It's it's a group of people who know we need one another and know that um, God works through those around us to support one another. Yeah. And in that right church gathering, it may be that village that actually surrounds mm-hmm. you and encourages you as you are having children and you're seeing them grow up into uh, even through those uh, difficult sometimes teen years and into adulthood. Well, her new book is called Bringing Forth Life. Jodie McIver has been our guest over this past hour. Jodie is a trained midwife. Uh, She's also got a degree in theology. She's successfully merged uh, midwifery and ministry together. And the book that she's written is a quality book. It's been shortlisted as a finalist in the Australian Christian Book of the Year Awards. It's called Bringing Forth Life, God's Purposes in Pregnancy and Birth. And uh, just write down Jodie's name, Jodie McIver, M-C-I-V-E-R, and you can connect with Jodie personally you can follow her on Instagram and on Facebook. Now, to get a hold of Jody's book, you could simply Google it and you'll find it at online booksellers. But you might also check out the YouthWorks Media page, youthworksmedia.net, and you'll find out more about Jody's book. Uh, there'll also be a way that you can actually uh, purchase Jody's book through that website too. Uh, Jody McIver. Thank you so much for taking some time to share your your own story and your own deeper insights around these issues with listeners today on 2020. Thanks so much for having me along, Neil. And I hope and pray that the the book is a blessing to many of your listeners or, or perhaps those who are gifted it by their, their family members. I hope it makes a real difference to the lives of new parents. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.